Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. From being a Marine helping in Hurricane Katrina relief efforts to trying yoga and art therapy, Joey Williams shares his journey and how he created an incredible online support resource center for veterans. Joey is an amazing example of investing in his community of veterans and civilians to be a bridge between the two communities. Stay tuned for his inspiring story. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today I have with me the incredible Joey Williams. Welcome to the show, Joey. Thank you so much for having me. So, gosh, Joey, we've known each other a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. So we met at Bunker Labs, the relaunch here in Kansas City. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it has been two years. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm just forgetting all about 2020. <laughs> you know, it's like it's one big long month and yeah. <laughs> not really a year, right? That's exactly doesn't, it. <laughs> doesn't seem like it was a year. It just seemed like it was one really long month. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And since then, I mean, we've become friends and, you know, mm-hmm. I've really helped. I feel like you're what you're doing with the Kansas City area and around with the After Action Network is just so crucial. I brag about you all the time. And so I'm so happy that you're finally here on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Once again, thank you for having me. Of course. I couldn't wait to have you actually. I don't know why I waited so long. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Joey Williams is the founder of Action After Action Network, an online nonprofit network database for veterans and civilians who are in need of resources. He started his career in the fire academy before joining the Marines, where he was a part of the team in the Hurricane Katrina relief efforts. Then he attended the Marine Enlisted Commissioning Education, where he earned the rank of sergeant. Following his medical discharge, Joey returned home to attend the Kansas City Art Institute, where he founded the Endowment for Veteran Arts Campaign and Operation which was designed specifically to support veterans in their pursuit of arts and now has evolved over time into the current After Action Network. You can find the website and all the resources that it has in the database at afteractionnetwork.org. And of course, that'll be in the show notes as well. So like I said, Joey, I brag about you all the time. I talk about Mm -hmm. After Action Network. And I know if anyone you completely understand what it is, what it means to invest in people. So tell me, what does that investing in people mean to you? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, It's kind of funny that you said that um, or that we talk about that because that's really kind of all I wanted when I got out of the military, Um, you know, through my experiences and everything else. um, You know, I I kind of wanted to take the off-beaten path uh, when I got out, and then I realized quickly that I was on a path that a lot of other people have gone down and a little bit easier. So, uh, you know, just quick background on me, and I'll kind of answer that a little bit quicker. But yeah, 05, when I was uh, doing racially for Katrina, I broke my ankle. Uh, It was just completely misdiagnosed or mistreated, I should say. Uh, And then in 2008, when I was going through the officer's program, I was running my foot locked in place, left side of my body went numb, thought I was having a stroke. Uh, I ended up going to see a civilian orthopedic surgeon. I had to chuck a bone a little bit larger than a quarter, still my ankle that just acted like a meat grinder. Uh, Mm. I ended up having five major reconstructive surgeries, nine surgeries overall. Uh, during that time, they had me on a limited prescription to Oxycontin and fentanyl. So, uh, yeah, that's always a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, yeah, right. 
Uh, and so 2009, uh, I tried to take my own life. Uh, I just couldn't handle the realities of my injury, just where things were going into my career, everything else. Uh, so I ended up going into a treatment facility that helped active duty acclimate to their injuries. And when I was there, I got introduced to art and I fell in love with art. And so when I got out in 2011, um, went to the VA, went to Vogue Rehab and said I wanted to be an artist. And they just kind of laughed me out the door and said, go sure. do anything else. Um, and, you know, that was pretty disheartening. But, you know, I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, so really going to Kansas City Art Institute uh, really just kind of set me on this path uh, where I'm at now. And I uh, really don't regret it whatsoever. Mm. Um you know, a big thing for me was a lot of the instructors and uh, professors that I had over there really invested their time into helping me, uh, one, uh, learn how to be creative, learn how to think out the box, think outside of the box. Uh, but really, it was how therapeutic uh, or cathartic, I should say, it really was for me um, being able to attend there really kind of made you learn to dive deep into mm -hmm. what you're creating, what's going on in your head. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of emotional investment, a lot of educational investment that, uh, people had put in me, uh, really my kind of beginning art career. And yeah, it, it was something powerful. And, you know, that was a big thing for me was I found my voice by doing that. Uh, and through my art and found a way to figure out what's going on in my head. Uh, still doing that <laughs> today. Um, you know, and that was something that I wanted to in turn wanted to help other veterans out with. And so that's when I started uh, EVAC and Operation Art, helping veterans get into find uh, programs and resources inside of the or outside into the arts. And yeah, it just, once again, it kind of evolved over time, but really I wanted to share my experiences and help other veterans find their voices in art. And over the years, it just really kind of transformed into what After Action Network is today. Hmm. What a beautiful story. And I hope people really like l go back and listen to that. What he really said was I was struggling. I learned to invest in myself had people around me who invested in me. And so now I am paying it forward. Now I invest yeah. in others, right? And yeah. you, you do such a wonderful, wonderful job of doing that by creating the After Action Network. And it's you're just such a, a guiding light for really for others to do the same. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just really think about how what you said about, you know, finding your voice. I actually um, wrote a book called How to Get Your Voice Back. And it's true. And anytime we go through something traumatic, we really feel like we don't know who we are. We don't know what that inner voice is constantly like beating us down that we don't even realize that's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. um, because that's when you know, I, I think the, the fear sets in, the, the trauma sets in, the depression sets in, you know, and then before you know it, you're, like you said, possibly addicted to painkillers, but it could be anything, it could be alcohol, mm -hmm. could be, you know, something even worse. And then before you know it, you're like thinking, okay, that's it. I'm going to end my life. There's no reason to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's where a uh, good point or that you brought up too is investing in yourself. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of veterans that, you know, want to start their own businesses or they're getting or thinking about getting into that world. Uh, and really, that's the first thing that I tell them is, um, you know, you got to invest in yourself. And if you're not doing something that you absolutely love, um, you're, you've already failed. I mean, it, it's truly what it is. I mean, I've seen so many veteran entrepreneurs, well, I'm going to start this company because I'm just going to make a, you know, a lot of money and da, 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 and all this. And then they start getting into it. And if it's something that you're really not passionate about, you're, you already failed. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's my whole thing is I remember talking to a veteran a few years ago, you know, and he emailed me and was like, you know, I subject line was, I hate my effing job. And wow. it was pretty funny. And yeah, and, um, 
you know, he worked in one of the government agencies and, you know, really, you know, kind of got down to it was like, you know, really, what do you want to do in your life? And he goes, you know, honestly, I stare out my window from my cubicle at work and watching the guys that are working on building this new building downtown. And all I can think about is that guy that's welding up there. And that could be me. And I'm like, why aren't you doing that? You Mm. know, why aren't you, you know, working with your hands or going off that? And, you know, it was like, Hey, I just want to pay the bills and do all that. And it's like, well, it's that really going to make you happy. Like, you know, doing what you're doing and you'll, you'll get stuck in a rut pretty easily. Uh, And that's why I always encourage veterans to, you know, what do you really kind of think about all the time? And, you know, where is it to where you want to live your dream? Um, Then let's kind of set you on the path to be successful in that. Mm, I love that you said that because I feel like, you know, for me, when I work with uh, clients, whether they're, they're veterans or, you know, they're someone that just like lost their job or they're going through a divorce, there's something that's happened, right? Like they're just done. They're fed up with their job. J-O-B, right? And they really want to find something more meaningful because especially, one, if they've never had it, they want to find it. And two, when you're in the military, I feel like that was your purpose. That was you found meaning in that. So now they're trying to recreate that in the the quote-unquote real world. And it's Mm -hmm. difficult, right? And you hit the nail on the head when you said, if you're not passionate about it, you've, you're not, you've lost, you've failed. And it's so true. And I see that time and time again, where people are thinking, oh, business owner, multimillionaire. And it's like, oh, is that your driving force? And if they say yes, I'm like, okay, so let's take a step at that. If you're not passionate about the cause that you're doing, the the thing that you're making or creating or whatever it is that you're doing, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a, a business, maybe it's who knows what it is, right? Whatever it is, you're not going to be happy. That fulfillment isn't going to come. You're going to still be searching for the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I love that you talked about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that was kind of the big thing that, um, you know, I learned in my military career or post-military career, I should say, um, was, you know, hey, it's really kind of my turn to be happy uh, and to do the things that I want to do. And, um, you know, I know with other people, there's a lot of different variables and kind of everything else. But, you know, it's one thing being in the military, we learn is really only got one life to live. And if you're not living it, then what are you actually really doing? Um, and that's where, um, I see a lot of veterans getting frustrated at cause they're not doing what they want to do. They just are being present in the time that they're at, I would say, um, with it. And so, yeah, that's where, where it's really big, uh, thing for me with attraction network is getting veterans set on the right path. And what does that look like? Does it mean, you know, helping you get, um, you know, your housing situation, you know, under your little bit more stable under you, is it finding a new career or is it finding a new job so you can start a career? Um, that's a really kind of a big thing that I talk to veterans about. Hey, sometimes you got to get a job to start a career. Um, really what it is, where's the footpath or where are the footprints to get you there? Who can we get you connected, uh, to help support you do that? Cause there's a lot of people that want to invest their time, uh, into it. And, you know, that's a huge, huge thing right there. Um, you know, that I talking about as well too, is investing your time. Where do you really want to put your time at? Um, is it being a family man? Is it starting, um, a company? Is it doing really whatever? Um, and that's where you got to start weighing your options on, what's your time look like? Um, and that's where I think military people are very good about this is because, um, we know time is short and time is precious. And so, um, yeah, let's just get you to where you want to be at where your time is valuable to yourself. Mm, I love that. And you're so right. Cause time is valuable. We have no idea how long we're going to be here. And, you know, I think if anything, the, the long pause of 2020, as I'll call it, it, you know, really kind of showed us that, right. To look at, you know, what are you prioritizing? What's important to you? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah. That's where, you know, uh, I I really say the power of investing in yourself um, really kind of comes into 
really importance on really just figuring it out. Um, you know, when I got out of the military, I had really no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I wanted to do something in the arts, something creative. Uh, but it led me into this journey of being in the nonprofit world, uh, still being able to be creative. Um, I'm making sculptures and paintings like I used to know, but, you know, I'm creating new experiences uh, for veterans. I'm creating a new business in the way that we think about things or in how we help people. And so um, I really kind of found my niche in that area as well, too. I'm still getting my little buzz off of, you know, being able to create and think outside the box, but I'm also scratching that itch of being the entrepreneur and everything else. Then also scratching that itch of wanting to help other people and kind of mentor and kind of go through there. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do is really talk with people and kind of teach them, uh, really kind of the hard knocks of what I've learned through my entrepreneurial career, my nonprofit career, or artist career, whatever that kind of looks like. Um, and really kind of setting a path forward, if that makes sense. Um, I really love taking the time to, well, invest in the right people. That That's something that's really yeah. Yeah, important to talk about is um, investing into the right people because, um yeah, if your heart's just not in it, you're going to crash and burn real, real fast, you know, and that's where, you know, kind of what I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, if you're not doing what you're happy about or getting into that area or if, if you're not getting into that ballpark, then you're you're going to be struggling. And so, um, yeah, that's where, once again, I just love encouraging people and talking with the veterans about what their dreams and passions are and, you know, how can we set a path forward to get you where do you want to go? Hmm. So true. And what's really so important for our listeners to hear is how the premise of my, of the show for me, it was really about how you invest in yourself. And next thing, you know, you're on this path of, feeling, dare I say, happy, that it automatically overflows onto your business, your family, your community. And you definitely are an example of that. And I just love everything that you do. So please share with the audience, because I know all, most of the things that you do, please share the audience as the VR and the um, um, the after action and the uh, you know the the movies and all the things that you do. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. So, um, really, the whole premise behind After Action Network and what we do is really connecting com- communities to veterans and veterans to communities. Um, you know, but the, really the whole purpose is how do we get veterans back uh, into civilian life or reintegrated back into civilian life? Um, and that's done through common bonding experiences. Um, you know, it's pretty easy for veterans to be stuck at a VFW somewhere and only hanging out with veteran buddies and kind of all this. And uh, they really get kind of caught in that bubble. Um, and really, how do we kind of pop that and get them out there? So there we're you know, we're being engaged in society with people outside of our normal sphere. Um, and so that's where really what it was about was common bonding interests. And so when I started Operation Art, um, you know, that was my way back into society, um, you know, going to art school and learning how to talk about my experiences in the military, my time in the military, uh, my time post the military as well, too. I learned how to express that through my art and I learned how to talk about it because when I came back, I was very socially isolated. Um, social isolation is the number one cause for veteran suicides. Uh, and art was my escape from that. Uh, when I got back home, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk with friends. I didn't want to really kind of be around family or anything like that. Um, and then when I just started creating and started making art, um, I started having those conversations with people. Uh, my art acted as a barrier. Yeah, I should say mediator. Uh, between what was going through uh, my head and what I wanted to talk to the public about or people about. Uh, And so that was a very eye-opening experience for me was um, really to be able to use art as a tool 
for conversation, for um, for intellectual thought, for conversations that I never thought I would have with people. Um, and so, um, you know, and that's really kind of where this whole idea was born from or getting into after action network was, you know, how do we make common bonding activities uh, with it? Hey, art might not be your thing, but you know, movies might be, or uh, cooking might be, or taking yoga might be or whatever else. Cause that was a big thing for me was just kind of figuring out what was my thing. Um, you know, when I went to uh, the inpatient facility for, uh, trying to overdose. Uh, when I was there, I got introduced to a lot of different things. We did everything from yoga to uh, service dogs to agricultural therapy to equine therapy. We even did llama therapy, um, which is <laughs> llama therapy sounds dumb as hell, and it is, but it was probably one of the most fun things I've done. Um, you know, and that's how I got into art as well, too, was I really had to experiment with all these different things to figure out what I loved and what I wanted to do. And so that's really all I'm trying to do is give veterans an opportunity to do something that uh, maybe they've thought they enjoyed in the past or they didn't know that they enjoyed. And then the other thing, too, is connecting uh, civilians with that as well, too, because that was my way of talking or art was my way of talking with my peers, my counterparts, uh, with my family. Um, and so that's where, you know, I invite the community to come in into this world as well, too, to be a part of it. Um, and how do we connect, make those connections? You know, is it going to a soccer game and you know, watching soccer together or football or baseball? Is it, you know, taking yoga together? Is it taking an art class together? Is it going doing virtual realities or even just simply watching a movie? Uh, it really doesn't matter to me. And so that's where, you know, everything that we do is really open to the public as well, because we want that social interaction. We want you to come out and play disc golf. Uh, we want you to come and, you know, have thoughtful discussions about, um, you know, book club or, you know, whatever it is, you know, I mean, that's really kind of the beautiful thing about it is we can really kind of stretch our fingers out and just say, Hey, you know, really, what do we want to get into? How do you want to help veterans? Um, or do you just want to simply be present, you know, and that's really kind of, um, the things that I like to facilitate with people, uh, not just veterans, but with people on, Hey, let's just get together and have fun. You know, just like you're saying on Wednesday nights, we do VR and it's a mix between civilians and veterans and it's a blast. You know, I haven't heard so many cuss words in my entire life <laughs> playing VR, but you know, Hey, it's fun. You know, it's what we do. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's really kind of all where it came from was how do we uh, invest our time into people and bring them together? So, yeah. I love that. You know, it's so interesting to me on this side of, of things now. I had been introduced to the veteran world, the veteran community several, well, about a, two years ago. And it just like totally transformed my own life and my own thinking, it never occurred to me that there was um, a community out there that was not necessarily integrated into civilian community. Right. And for me, it was like, well, why, why aren't they, why aren't we, why isn't this easier? And I think what most people don't understand is that there's a, that we're all human underneath. So like for you, you, um, you know, you were trying to take your life and maybe you haven't experienced, you know, what you experienced with war or being in the Marines or or anything like Hurricane Katrina relief efforts. But they've experienced a dark time where they were really considering it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not about being able to relate to you on a military level. It's being able to relate to you on a human level. And that's why I believe that your work is so important and why I was so excited to have you on and talk about this, because underneath it all, we all experience not being understood. We've all experienced where we've been uh, socially isolated, possibly maybe it was our own choice because we felt mm -hmm. like nobody would understand. Nobody's going to listen to us. Um, 
I'm just throwing a pity party, you know, whatever the things they're saying, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to hear from me. The pain, uh, uh, physical pain is, is hard, but the pressure, the pressure to be an active member of society is sometimes so daunting that we just want to isolate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you one are so uh, transparent and vulnerable with your story We've also created this bridge is, is kind of what I like to call it is that's what we're doing, right? We're the bridge between one side to another when that conversation might not have even occurred to people. The VFW for me was so funny. I literally only thought that it was a bar. Like I didn't yeah. know it had other things, right? I didn't know it did other things. And so the, and Bunker Labs, I got involved because I love business and I have a heart for for veterans. And so I'm so thankful because that's how we met. And now to just see how, what you do and the work that you do and to be able to really, you are the conduit, but you're also not just a conduit here in Kansas city. You're really a conduit to really help people everywhere. Yeah. So tell us more in detail about what after action network is. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so After Action Network uh, is actually our, corp- our 501c3 corporation. Uh, and we actually run a lot of subsidiary, subsidiary businesses along with it as well, too. Um, and so we're actually launching a few different initiatives here soon, and I'll get into that as well. Uh, but really, After Action Network is really about creating a network um, for not just for veterans, but for civilians to be a part of as well. Uh, and really, you know, hey, what do we do after the action stops? Um, that's a big thing. Uh, kind of just carrying on a little bit about what you said. Um, you know, a few years ago, uh, God, probably actually even more than a few years ago, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> um, it all runs together at some point. God, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one of uh, the mentors I had in kind of the art world, and she was in art therapy, she worked with uh, – veterans and incarcerated people. And, you know, I remember her one day giving me two pieces of paper and she was like, which one is, uh, the felon and which one is the veteran statistically, there's no difference between a veteran and a felon getting out of prison. Uh, it it really isn't. It's incredible to think that. Um, but we actually face the same struggles and issues, uh, when we're both transitioning from those institutions, uh, and institutions is a key word there because mm-hmm. when you're in the military, I mean, you're told to eat a sleep, you know, where to eat, where to sleep, where to fight, where to, where to, you know, do all that type of yeah. stuff. And when you get out, you really don't know what to do. Um, you're really kind of just lost in there and you end up working some dead end job and just paying bills. Uh, not really living life. Um, and so that's really kind of where I wanted to step in is how do we bring life back into the veteran new purpose, new meaning? Yes, that does mean starting a career, but that also means being active uh, with people as well. Um, you know, human nature is we want to be social butterflies. We want to um, be around other people and it's very easy to isolate yourself from that. So Um, you know, that's really, um, why or how it evolved to after action network. Let me get to that. Um, you know, when I started operation art, uh, it was really just about helping veterans find educational career and therapeutic resources in the arts. And then working with veterans over the years, it really kind of transformed into what it is today, but how it got there was, you know, veterans coming up and asking me, uh, just a variety of different stuff. When we were doing art classes and gallery shows, I would talk to veterans and say, Hey, you know, what do you guys want to do in the next couple of months? So I can just start getting ready for it. And I was really kind of surprised by the answers. It was, mm-hmm. Hey, can somebody come in and talk to us about veteran mortgages? A lot of times veterans think that a VA mortgage is like a mortgage from the VA. It's like, no, that just certifies that it's, you know, insurance through, you know, a company to lend it to you. I mean, it's just, you know, once again, veterans just didn't know that, or, you know, it's like, Hey, can we uh, go play golf or, um, Hey, can we go try yoga or can we do meditation, whatever it was. And it just was like, you know what, why not? Let's go figure this out. And that's where I really started networking to, 
other companies and other businesses that um, had expertise or, you know, interest in these areas and, you know, how can we bring them into the fold? Hey, you're really interested in learning how to weld. Okay. Well, let me bring in some guys from this uh, pipe fitters union to come in here and talk about the careers that they're getting into, or I'm really interested in writing. Okay. Well, let's get the veterans writing project in here uh, and see what we can do with that. And so that's where really kind of what it was, was connecting dots for veterans and, uh, really just kind of going on this journey with people on figuring things out. And that's what I really kind of loved about it. And so, yeah, once again, kind of <laughs> going along the r- long way to your answer. Uh, yeah, we do do a lot uh, with After Action Network. Um, one of our big things that we do is, you know, After Action Network, it's our corporation, 501c3 nonprofit, but we're also uh, – more of a tech company as well too. Uh, so we partnered with a company out of Austin, Texas called Aunt Bertha uh, that helped revamp uh, really kind of what our database was um, at the time. And so uh, we're now the largest uh, resource, national resource for uh, veterans seeking social services. So anything from free to uh, reduced cost social service programs. Um, you can get onto our database. Um, and we're actually getting ready to launch a new website for that as well. It's going to be called the Veterans Help Desk. Uh, basically, you can get on, you can type in your zip code um, and really look up anything. So whether it's looking for housing, looking for diapers, looking for utilities assistance, looking for a car, uh, le- legal help, education, jobs, it really doesn't matter. Um, we can find really anything in the country through that database um, and get you connected to the right program or resource that you need for it. So, um, yeah, the database will be coming out. Uh, that was really kind of instrumental throughout 2020 mm-hmm. uh, and really why we're creating the Veterans Help Desk, um, you know, just because how big it got in 2020. So when we beta tested this back in last January, we had about 340 people. Um, and then once COVID started and really last time I checked, we had about 9,000 people uh, mm. use our system uh, all across the country. So uh, it's done a lot of good of helping veterans out. And so, um, you know, we'll continue to do that. Uh, we're just revamping it with the Veterans Help Desk. Uh, so that's one thing that we do is, uh, with the database system and, you know, it's pretty autonomous, so it's, um, not really kind of time consuming or, you know, a lot of manpower required for it. Um, the case management system that does do a little bit more time work, but that's also still a good thing. Uh, we recently took over 211 in Kansas City. Uh, any veterans that call 211, uh, we help out with and make them get or help them get on the right path uh, to where they need to go. So yeah, the database, um, is an awesome tool for those that are out there. Uh, you can get onto attractionnetwork.org. Uh, you can check that out. You can play around with it. Um, you know, especially if you're someone in need of help as well too, that's, uh, available there for you. So technology wise, um, that's really kind of what we've been building out for a while. And, you know, we work with uh, the VA on this program as well as uh, the Department of Labor. Um, oh, God, now I'm blanking out. There's so many different federal agencies that we work with. But, yeah, the VA Department of Labor is like two really big ones that uh, we work a lot with on this project to help veterans get to where they need to go. So I have tears in my eyes and chills because <laughs> – I had no idea how much the growth, how much it grew in the last year. That's incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It really kind of took off on us. Um, You know, we, when I first saw those numbers too, like, I think the first, I would say, I don't know, maybe it was June or July. I really kind of looked at the numbers from what we were doing, like website wise and how many people were getting through those database. And my jaw was on the ground. I was just like, oh my God. Like, I mean, we literally went from just a few hundred people to thousands, um, Mm. you know, within uh, a few weeks. So yeah, it, it was something that was much needed. Uh, during COVID and COVID really, I would say was a huge blessing and a huge curse for us. Uh, Mm -hmm. Blessing 
uh, COVID allowed us to help a lot more people that we never thought we could reach. Um, it also helped us kind of focus in our scope on who we were trying to help, but it also uh, let us expand it in certain ways as well, too. Um, Curse-wise, it really shut down people's pocketbooks, but, uh, you know, we, we uh, improvised, adapted, and overcome, I should say, on that. Uh, but, yeah, um, it, it was incredible how it helped transform our business and everything else because a lot of times or really all throughout 2020 and still now a lot of people just shut down um Mm -hmm. other nonprofits, businesses um with all that you know i just kind of told myself and the team that hey we're just going to keep pushing forward because this is when people need us the most uh and so uh you know that's where the database really kind of came into play uh we started another program or operation called operation resupply Mm-hmm. Um, that was helping uh, veterans out with food insecurities um, as well, too. And this is where it kind of goes back into the network side of what we do with After Action Network. Uh, we ended up partnering with Hy-Vee that wanted to help veterans out. Uh, so we ended up spending, we got a $10,000 grant from the Bob Woodruff Foundation. Uh, <laughs> we had a month to spend it, and we had to be pretty creative on how we did it. So we partnered with Hy-Vee to create these uh, food boxes uh, to give to veterans and their families. Um, I want to say we helped about, oh, what, uh, 50-something families um, wow. that we had it. And it was, I think I want to say it was about 120-something people overall that we got to help out with the program. And so, yeah, within a month, uh, you know, we made a huge impact with, uh, you know, doing these food boxes. Um, and so that's a program that we're going to continue to do. Um, there's still a lot of, uh, veterans and veteran families that are facing food insecurities. Uh, and it's pretty, you know, uh, easy thing to do because, you know, Hy-Vee is already making boxes and making that stuff. So it's not really something that they had to reinvent the wheel on. And so it's just how can we get together to make a difference from something that you're already doing and something that we want to help out with. So it's kind of intertwined and came part of the network. Mm, that's such a beautiful story. Such a beautiful story. And, and truthfully, What's coming to me is to share that uh, many years ago, I had an idea for a software and it, or website, and it was very similar to what you're doing with After Action. Um, and it was more along the lines of being able to connect to a neighbor in your zip code to like help you do some home improvement ta- task. Yeah. You know, kind of like, so my, in the, the um, idea spun from my friend who has five children and one son is of nonverbal autistic. And at the time he would open the door and run out naked and literally just run out the back door and keep running because there was no fences. And so they found him by a ravine. um, And thankfully he did not drowned think because he loves water thankfully he did not uh you know uh run away from the police officer when they found him you know there were so many things that thank goodness didn't happen could have happened and it could have all been prevented had they had a fence so at the time her husband had been laid off and she was working i believe doing daycare out of her home and so she really needed um a fence and no one was willing to donate material, donate money, donate time to build that fence. And I was like, this is crazy. Surely there's got to be something out there. And there was nothing. And so I really love um, what you offer because uh, also there is a back end if someone is in need of that with the veteran navigator. So would you explain that process? Yeah. So uh, really we have the database that will really kind of search anything that you're looking for, but we also have veteran navigators um, here that, um, really kind of assist veterans uh, finding the resource and program that they really need or kind of walking through because, you know, that's a big thing. There's a lot of help out there, uh, you know, and a lot of times veterans have the tendency, well, I can only go to a veteran service organization or I can go to the VA. Um, and they don't realize that there's a lot of other nonprofits and a lot of other organizations that can help out. Just because you're a veteran doesn't mean you can't utilize civilian services or something that's meant for civilians, um, you know, you are the civilian again. That That's all in honesty of what I try to hammer home with veterans is, hey, yeah, you're a veteran, but, 
you know, you can do all these other things as well too. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah. And so that's where the veteran navigator comes in. Um, you know, with the database system, you can do self referrals. You can go and search to your heart's content out on what you need. Um, or you might need a little bit more help. Uh, you know, that's something that we look at every day, uh, really and every week, uh, on how we can improve that system. And that's really where we decided to create the veterans help desk. Um, to where we can have people man the help desk and help veterans navigate really everything that's out there for it. Uh, so we help about, I would say about, we get probably new five to 10 veterans a week um, that are calling, seeking different services. Um, and a lot of times what's really kind of beneficial about having the navigator there is um, we can kind of peel back the onion, if that makes sense. Um, Because a lot of times they reach out to us because of one issue. Um, Hey, I'm, you know, just an example. Hey, I'm getting a divorce and um, I can't afford a lawyer and this, this, and this. And then as we start talking to them more, you know, we start understanding a little bit more that now that veteran is home insecure, food insecure, or, um, they got laid off from their job or whatever that is. And so we can kind of tie in um, or we can really kind of connect those pieces of what's going on in your life to get you to where you need to go. Cause that legal problem might not be the whole overarching thing. You know, it could be substance abuse. It could be um, just not being able to find a job or whatever that is. And so that's where we want to get to the, really the root cause of what it is and then be able to branch off from there to where we can make this uh, make you more sustainable. I should say that um, to where we can really help that person uh, become self-sustaining. That's really kind of the key word. Um, You know, I wouldn't be doing my job if you came back, you know, that's my whole thing is I don't want you to come back to us. You know, I think it's, what's that dating app? Oh God, hinge. Um, their commercials are awesome because it's like, it's the app that's meant to be deleted. Mm. Um, you know, and that's like a great, uh, whoever came up with that is, you know, really kind of smart. Uh, but it's really kind of the same principle that we have, you know, when you come back, I want to have you come back as a mentor or, um, somebody that can help other veterans out, but, you know, let's get you off this cycle or recidivism of, what it is to be veterans. And that's another huge topic that I get into as well as um, veteran recidivism into homelessness, uh, into, into jobs, uh, into just problems in their lives and how can we kind of fix this? Cause you know, a lot of times a veteran will go to a retreat or something like this and they will feel great for the next month, but then come six months later, they're back in the same ditch that they were in. Um, and so how do we make it to where you're not in that ditch? How do we make it to where you're not just doing a job, you're finding a career or new purpose? Let's, you know, figure out that what's the long-term strategy or the long-term plan. Um, and that's where the navigators really kind of step in as well too. Let's create that long-term plan for you to where, Hey, you might just need to get a job right now so we can get you into a better housing situation. And while you're studying at night, you know, to get a different career. Let's, let's figure out what that looks like first. Uh, and so, yeah, that's where the navigators come in. If, you know, how do we navigate life? Well, and it's so true. I mean, there's, there's always uh, layers, like you said, like an onion of what's really going on. And there's probably something even deeper than just the addiction too, right? Like where did that stem from and, and all, all the things, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if someone is listening to this and they're like, wow, that sounds really fascinating. I would love more information to be a veteran navigator. One, do they have to be a veteran? Can they be a civilian? And two, how do they go about the process? Yeah. um, Well, that's where, once again, you can reach out to us. Um, You know, Facebook um, is a lot where people reach out, Uh, you know, on the website, you can do that. You can call 211. It'll get to us. Uh, from it. So yeah, you can get on afteractionnetwork.org. You can email us at AAN at afteractionnetwork.org. Once again, we are going to be launching the Veterans Help Desk here soon. So um, that will be another way that we do that. Um, You can schedule a time to speak with a veteran navigator. Um, You can also do the self-referral kind of self-tool. We do have a survey system that you can take. 
um, that will help um, help consolidate uh, the information that we have on our database, but also um, put in priority of which programs and resources that you really need to get into first. So um, that was actually a huge thing is giving, giving veterans the opportunity to do this themselves. Um, that was one really big thing for us because I don't, well, I, I do get it actually, but uh, you know, veterans have a hard time asking for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's just a little bit easier of, Hey, you know, kind of get on, use this database tool, um, see what's out there. Maybe, you know, some things start piquing your interest. You're not sure how to go about it. That's when a veteran navigator can step in as well too. And then, uh, yeah, we can schedule times to talk, uh, email wise. And, uh, really we just kind of get that ball rolling for that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're doing so many things. So I'm, I'm just curious to know what's next for Joey Williams. Yeah. Uh, so we're launching, um, uh, we'll be launching, yeah, the veteran help desk here soon as well too. Um, then we're also going to be launching some brick and mortars, uh, as well here, uh, soon as well. Um, that I'm really kind of really excited about as well too. It'll really kind of give a place for, uh, veterans to really get together. Um, whether that's veterans seeking, Oh, uh, veteran service organizations or nonprofit kind of, um, services, or if you're just a veteran business person, um, it's going to kind of put us all under one roof, which is going to be really nice. Um, and that's really kind of the next thing that we're really focusing on is really the transition aspect of helping veterans that are really kind of transitioning throughout their life. Not just, I just got out of the military and transitioning the civilian world, but really kind of, you know, I would say for me, it took me years to really kind of understand the transition part of it. And it's always a continual transition from one thing to the next. That transition is pretty difficult for veterans because, you know, once again, we're always told where to go, where to do, you know, how to do it and all that other type of stuff. And then when you're kind of left to your own devices and you're not sure really kind of where to go, it's really easy to get lost in the sauce. Um, So really having a facility to where you can kind of come in here, sit down and figure that out, whether it's playing basketball, doing yoga, taking art classes, uh, maybe building out a resume for a job, coming in and just playing video games. It really doesn't matter to us. We're going to kind of help guide that. And uh, this brick and mortar project, I'm pretty excited about. So uh, we'll be making an announcement here soon, actually, in regards to that. So, well, of course, I'm excited. (laughs) Well, of course, I'm excited about it because we can hopefully get back to our regularly scheduled programming (laughs) of movies and hanging out and, you know, all the all the all the things, all the good stuff that we used to do. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm ready for it. (laughs) So please tell the people how they can connect with you again with your website. But also if you, you know, maybe somebody's listening and they're like, I want to interview you for their podcast. Um, You know, you have uh, LinkedIn social media, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Joseph Williams. Um, yeah, you can go to afteractionnetwork.org. You can email me at Joe at afteractionnetwork.org. Um, yeah, I love always talking about, um, veteran causes and, um, really kind of being a voice for it. So yeah, I, I welcome everybody to come in. Um, especially when, uh, we open up the veteran Alliance and, uh, Kansas city Alliance for veterans, uh, really just having everybody come be a part of it. You know, one thing that we try to do is have fun, uh, but also really how can we all work together to make a difference in some people's lives and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I welcome everybody to that. And if you want more information, please go to afteractionnetwork.org. Or, um, yeah, if you want to contact me, my email is joe at afteractionnetwork.org as well, too. And you also have a Facebook page, right? After Action Network. Yeah. 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 Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Awesome. So, uh, Joey, it's just always, always, always a joy when we get to visit because, you know, as you as our audience can tell, we could talk for hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I <can do> that. <laughs> um, so I, I always like. So thank you, first of all, for being here and taking time. You know, I know you're super busy, but just really taking time for my for my for my audience. Yeah, and, no worries. 
And also, you know, I always like to leave with this question of what um, phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Oh, man, that changes quite a bit. I said I'm right huge, now. So I, know, <laughs> I know, right? Now I'm just kind of doing it. I'm a huge movie buff, so I'm like, you know, yeah. rattling through all that in my head. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would say really kind of the mantra that I would live by is – you know, and this is one thing that I'm trying to learn right now is not to take everything too seriously. Um, really kind of giving back to myself on that as well, too. Um, I don't give myself enough breaks. Um, I really don't. True. I, uh, That's true. I, I know you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I go, go, go and do all that. And um, I really, really don't give myself enough breaks. And so that's where kind of recently I'm like, all right, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's... Uh, you know, make sure you go draw or you go do something that's, you know, why you kind of started all this. And so that's where it's just kind of remember where it all started and um, still kind of keeping your roots there, if that makes sense. Mm, I love that. Yes. Well, again, thank you so much for being here today. And it's just been a joy to have you. Like I said, I brag about you all the time. So I'm so glad we finally, finally <laughs> yeah, talked about After you. Action Network. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back together and, you know, hopefully we can start doing the in-person stuff again here soon. Absolutely. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.